Greetings, it's Cherry at Cottage in the Court. It's March. Can you believe it? A new month, closer to spring. We don't have that many more days before the first day of spring. And that's what I consider the first season of the new year. You see, I'm still in winter because it is winter. And winter is the fourth season of the year. So I'm not sure if you've been following the conversation, but there's some cicada cruising about to happen. Yes, the letter C just won't leave us be. <laughs> Cicadas are on the tip of every tongue in the gardening community. Let me tell you, a lot of people don't know what can we do? Why are they here? How long are they going to be here? Are they going to cause any damage? Well, Mrs. Know-it-all is here to let us know. Cicada cruising, it's not always a bad thing. How you doing, Mrs. Know-it-all? Good. How are you, Terry? Absolutely wonderful. I was going to put some nature sounds on here because people are already asking about our guests that are coming this year. And I'm not sure if they're wanted or unwanted, but let's talk about cicadas today. Okay. So what's coming are the 17 year cicadas known as brood X or brood 10. Mm -hmm. um, so people think they're like grasshoppers or locusts and they're mm -hmm. not. They're totally different. Uh, they are ugly. Let's go with they are ugly. Um, you know, they got these big bulgy orange eyes and they make a lot of noise. So uh, a few years ago, we had a large brood come out and I was outside working in one of our parks and I'm hearing this noise and it sounded like, you know, one of those B movies from the 50s about outer space and aliens. Mm -hmm. And it was like just this whirring sound. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what they sound like. You just hear this high whistling sound. It sounds like we're being invaded by aliens, which in a way we kind of are. <laughs> so we really don't have anything to worry about other than they make a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. They don't bite. Mm -hmm. uh, they are uh, not even vegetarians. They uh, actually eat bark and um, they will lay their eggs into uh, st stems that maybe are weak or broken. Mm -hmm. So the damage you're going to see from cicadas, if you go out into an area where there's a lot of trees, like a park, Mm -hmm. And after they've kind of gone on their merry way, in other words, back into the ground, you're going to notice all these brown tips. And that's actually the damage from the cicadas. You know, so it might be a weak branch. It might be a diseased uh, twig on a tree. And they've just helped it on its natural course to die. Mm -hmm. So they're not going, they're not going to sit there and eat leaves. So you don't have to worry about your tomato plants or your flowers. You know, that's not on their diet. When they're living underground, they actually feed on um, underground roots of trees. 
They oh. still don't do any damage, but that's what they feed on. They, um, you know, they'll come out, they'll shed their exoskeleton, they'll mate and die, and then the next group goes on. And that whole process takes 17 years? No, 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 no. That just takes a few weeks in the summer, usually in June. And so then they go back underground and see in 17 years, which would be 2038. So um, they're how many of us are going to be here in 2038. Really? So they're underground just hanging out, eating roots. Yes. For 17 years. For 17 years. Doesn't that sound boring? Yeah, because then they just show up and become a nuisance. Yeah, you know. It, it, you know. So some interesting facts that I, since we were going to talk about this, mm -hmm. some interesting facts about it. So there is an entomologist from the Academy of Natural Sciences, Sciences from Drexel University, mm -hmm. and she calls them. Her name is Isa Betancourt. And she calls cicadas the shrimp of the land. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, they're arthropods, which means they have the exoskeleton. Mm -hmm. And we typically eat arthropods of the sea, which are shrimp, lobsters, crabs. They're right in there with it. And so they call this particular type of cicada that we're about to enjoy magicadas. Magicicadas. <laughs> and, and all they're doing is coming up and mating. So that's all they're good for. And apparently they're quite nutritious. Their bodies are high in protein, low in fat, and feature lots of muscles. Uh, so she suggests trying to grab them when they're fresh out of the ground and undergoing their molting stage, which is when they're shedding their skin before they fly away to go find a mate. And that, she says that's when they're softest and when they first emerge, they're kind of a green color and then they'll harden. So according to her, you'll find them early in the morning, the soft ones, and you can eat them once they harden, but you should expect uh, a little extra crunch. Uh, <laughs> and then you want to pull off the wings because like popcorn kernels that get stuck in your teeth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, war I did warn you. And so there's actually recipes on how to prepare cicadas and you can uh, boil them uh, like you would shrimp to kill them quickly and clean them. And there's recipes for cicada portobello quiche or German chocolate cicada case cake complete with coconut pecan frosting. You know what? I don't like coconut, so I wouldn't be eating that anyhow. Uh, <laughs> there are and then there's a Cicadalicious cookbook um, that was authored by a University of Maryland entomology professor by the name of Mike Rupp and some students called the Cicada Maniacs. And they put together a, a cookbook of them as well. And he says they're going to taste a lot like shrimp. If you eat them raw, they have a nutty flavor, a buttery texture. He kind of likes the soft shelled ones. And they're both entogastronomicists, which is what insect eaters are called. And they said, now, if you have food allergies, especially if you're allergic to shellfish, you should consult your doctor <laughs> before eating cicadas. I'm not sure because he might want to lock you up. Yeah. Um, I, I keep remembering the uh, sycophant of um, 
oh, Dracula, who, you know, he bit, then he was eating flies and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, they did lock him up. Well. And uh, actually, they're quite nutritious. And he, uh, he said for the squeamish, he has an analogy he likes to use. Um, so especially since you're in Maryland and Virginia and you've got that coastline right there, he said, have you ever eaten, eaten an oyster or clam out of the bay? Mm -hmm. They live on the bottom of the bay and filters um, what comes out of the other end of most fish. Mm -hmm. So you'd eat this, but you wouldn't eat a delectable insect that's been sucking on plant fat for 17 years. Um, now, he did say, close your eyes when you take your first bite. Um, Wait a minute, there why? Are... <laughs> Wait, why? Why? <laughs> now, there are other things, too, that you can, um, there's a t-shirt you can buy that says, um, so many cicadas, so, <laughs> so few recipes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I warned you. Yes, and... you did. <laughs> Well, are there cicadas that will exfoliate a tree or do more yeah. damage above no. ground? They, those would be locusts, which okay. are a different insect, um, or grasshoppers. Okay. Now, in this part, like the east, you know, even part of the Midwest, mm -hmm. we're not likely to see locust damage. Like, you know, we've seen in the movies where there's swarms of them, you know, tearing apart the wheat and corn crops. Mm -hmm. We don't have that problem here. I'm not sure if that's because of our winters, which right now I'm really hating. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they're not a problem. They do not bite people. They're okay. ugly and they're scary. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that, yeah. you know, but ugly is only, you know, you know, a, a mother cicada is going to love her babies because yeah. she's not the only one that will. Yeah. Uh, is their vision okay? Because they tend to run into you. I mean, yeah, their vision's just okay, but they're not the most graceful of insects. They're not like a bee or a butterfly. You know, they're the big clunky things. Kind of equate them to turkeys. If you've ever seen turkeys fly, yeah, they're you know they're not graceful at all. They kind of fall like uh, rocks yeah. when they're flying out of the trees in the mornings. They've yeah. actually caused a lot of accidents that way. I can imagine. Yeah. Can uh, can we turn the carcass, the, the skin that they shed, can we turn that into the soil? Is that good for the soil? Yeah, it's, it it's fine. You know, there's unless you have, you know, a massive amount of them, you know, it it's going to give you a little bit of calcium, mm -hmm. but not enough to really make any difference in it. Now, you know, they can, you know, we're going to have, I think they said like a couple of billion of mm. them, you know, over several states, not just, you know, in one location. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be noisy for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to worry about them. Enjoy it. You know, get an adult beverage, go out at night and listen for the aliens out in the trees. <laughs> Honestly, after the first week, their music, if you will, really does just kind of blend into oblivion. Right. You, you don't, it's not like banging noises or, you know, staccato noises. It's just kind of this weird Murmur. little alien sound and yeah. it's high pitched. So yeah. 
you don't notice it until you maybe stop and go, huh? What is that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when it's gone, you kind of miss it. When it's gone, you don't notice it at first. And then all of a sudden you're like, where is it? It's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, nothing to worry about at all. Okay. And then you say we will notice the, like uh, from, the damage. Like, yeah, right. You'll see mm-hmm. like um, some tips will be bent over and the leaves there will be turning brown. Mm-hmm. And that's been uh, the twig right there is where they have eaten and injected, you know, their sap and injected eggs into it. Okay. So in a way, they kind of help us out by helping us identify branches that might need to be pruned out. They're, they're, they're self-pruning insects. That's that's kind of cool. And then the babies, you said they put the babies in that it, and they fall and then they kind of crawl down into the soil and see in 2038 2138 wow wow Wow. nature's amazing isn't it for 20 2038 i'm getting a few centuries ahead here yeah Uh, 2038 yeah 2038 so are there any other insects that we can look forward to this summer or that's going to be the noisiest one that's going to be the noisiest it's really going to depend on the weather you know if you're in a high humidity area you're going to enjoy mosquitoes in great quantity mm-hmm. you know when you have a lot of rain or you're in a humid area you're going to have you know mosquitoes uh, then we're going to have our other friend friends frenemies <laughs> um spotted lanternfly which is a serious issue um, you can go to the University of Maryland's website. Uh, you can go to uh, Penn State's website. There's all kinds of pictures of the different stages of spotted lanternfly. That is a serious problem. Now, mm-hmm. they are in uh, York, PA, which mm-hmm. is right over the border from Maryland. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you've got them there. You know, somebody may not have, you know, discovered them yet but you've got them mm-hmm. uh, they will travel um, they will actually lay their egg masses which kind of looks just like a smear you know it's not like a cute little nest of them or anything mm-hmm. and they will lay it on campers trucks cars mm-hmm. um, obviously nursery products pots it doesn't have to be a living thing they don't care um, they you know can just put it on there and then as your car travels you know the interstate you know you take the eggs with them in fact they really try to recommend if you are traveling in a known area especially during egg laying season Mm -hmm. you go to the car wash on your way as you leave the state wow is it a clear smudge orange kind of a beigey gray okay it just looks like somebody smeared it on there and they're and they're very pretty they're not a fly yeah you know, they're, you know they call them spotted lanternfly they're very attractive yeah but because their wings the pattern on their wings looks like a predator to other predators so predators don't eat them which would mm. normally be you know like there's some moths that have uh, very unusual patterns mm-hmm. and some butterflies as well 
And so they look like a predator and other predators won't go and try and eat them, which is their protection. Same thing with the spotted lanternfly. So if you see them, you're, it's recommended that, uh, depending on the stage, if you see the egg mass, get a knife, something, scrape it into a jar of alcohol, because mm -hmm. that'll kill it, mm -hmm. um, and notify your local extension if they don't already know, but they're going to want to know where you found it, you know, okay. whether it's in a park, in an office building, whatever. At the same point, if you find the adults, kill them because there will be hundreds of them on a tree, hundreds of them around the trunk of the tree, and they will kill a tree. They kill over 70 species of trees, shrubs, fruits, veg vegetables, not vegetables so much, um, vines like grapevines. So mm -hmm. if you like wine, mm -hmm. this is a, a, a serious issue. And right now they're not having any luck finding you know, something that will take care of them, whether it's, you know, a predator or some disease that they can be infected with. It's tough. Hmm. And that's been around for a couple of years now, hasn't it? It's probably been around for probably six or seven years. Yeah. Um, but you never know until somebody goes, oh, look what it's doing. And mm -hmm. then they pay attention to it. Now, if you have a very, what we call a high value tree or shrubs mm -hmm. um you can get injections not organic there's nothing organic about okay. this unless you're smashing them by hand okay. but to protect your trees um they can do one with it's it, and this has to be a professional pesticide applicator homeowners can't do it it's called dinotefuron mm -hmm. um they inject the trees with these and also um with uh, neonicotinoids um, they inject that and as it gets so that takes a few months to actually work its way through the system so they may do it in late fall early winter for you and then as the plant is growing and comes to life so to speak in the spring mm -hmm. it, it moves through the plant system better and if they feed if they try feeding on it it will kill them and that's the goal it's not a yeah. happy scenario but it, right now it's the only scenario we've got right right so we've got one predator that really doesn't do anything except it's not even a help predator. Us. It's just an insect. Well, insect, the cicada. It just yes. lets us know weak, dying branches that gives us an alert to prune it out. Yeah. And then we've got the spotted lanternfly that goes, I'm just going to take down your tree. Yeah, well, look at it this way. The cicada is ugly. Let's face it. They, they, there's no pretty girl among them at all. Uh, <laughs> Not with those big bulging orange eyes. Know, you know, it's so whereas gross. The, the spotted lanternfly is a beautiful insect. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It's just deadly. It's kind of like yeah. typhoid Mary. We we saw one at Chanticleer last year and Louise Clark was with us and she just was like, Oh, there's a spotted lanternfly. And she like went for it. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. So I guess we should all that's get called a being proactive. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what she said. Be proactive about it. Okay. They lay hundreds and hundreds of eggs. So the population increases a lot. That's why when you see one, kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Prevention is everything. 
Well, hopefully we'll survive the summer between the cicadas and the spotted lanternfly. And I thank and, you and for you know being what? here. You, you, you might have something to eat there. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not running out to catch cicadas to cook with them or to eat them or to be creative with them. I am simply going to let nature do her thing because that's what she does. There's all kinds of events in the wonderful world of horticulture that cause us to think. And everything that seems like it's bad has a purpose. There's a reason, whether we know it or not. So for those of you that are daring, I dare you to try one of those cicada chocolate recipes. And for those of us that are not that daring, I'll be watching from the sidelines with you. Hey, don't forget the spotted lantern fly is something that is beautiful, but we don't really want it in our gardens. In the meantime, I ask that you continue to follow me. My website, cottageinthecourt.com, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court, Facebook, Cottage in the Court, and trust me, we're going to have some more interesting conversations about other garden pests, shall we say, that we need to pay attention to and look out for. Enjoy the day.